Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his pal, Dave Damashek. Coming to you on a Wednesday morning, spaghetti and meatballs behind the glass. And joining me, as always, my dear, dear pal, Dave Damashek. Shek, September 1st, we made it. I'm sick of being excited, but I am excited. We made it to September. I want to ask you really quickly, and I know I'm not going to get a real quick answer. Win, play, show. Where is September rank? Is it in your win, play, show for months? Oh, wow. In the win play show. Listen, we uh, I'm with you, Sal. I, I know I'm usually a blowhard, but mm-hmm. we have much to tend to. Football season is here. Yep. We are in the month of September, one of the juiciest sports months on the calendar. The win goes to the month of October. That's when it all comes to a head. That's what I NBA, am. NHL get in on the mix. The games are more important in both college and pro football. A month or so into the season, obviously, you get all the conference games going in uh, in college football by then. That's number one. Yeah. And then March is uh, is your third place. Although. Wait, what did you? What January was second? Is pretty oh, good September too. is second. September is second. Gotcha. I didn't have uh, September up there. I couldn't figure November, out between October and no- well, November has the best holiday. Thanksgiving. Um, right. And the football really gets serious. The problem is baseball goes away. I love playoff baseball. And my third one is July. Uh, and this is kind of infantile, but because it's July. my birthday and you get to travel and summer. And a lot of it depends on where you live, right? You might say October if you're in the in the east or the Midwest because the, the leaves change color and everyone. Out here in California, the weather really doesn't factor into the rankings of the months, right? Oh, I, I'm sorry. I assumed we were doing this from a sports perspective. Nah, nah, just everything. Just everything. Everything. Oh, yeah, I know. July, well, there's then. nothing going on. But I, I still have it uh, show. But, so I have October win, November place, July uh, show. Okay. I'll go, you know, June <laughs> has to factor in there, not because my birthday is in that month, but because school ends. Although I guess these days it ends in May, yeah. not June. School but, ended for you 33 you know, years ago. You don't have to worry about it. I t- uh, it, it still haunts me. Okay. It, it will haunt me uh, uh, until I leave this uh, this mortal earth. Um, yeah, I, I, so June, yeah, factors in. I mean, what, what, what am I talking oh, about? It Obviously, matter. it all pivots off of sports for me. So yeah, it's as, true. As, as though I have anything else in my life besides sports. So yeah, I'll, I'll stick with October because the gorgeous leaves changing and the crisp air right. and all of it, that's when it really starts to sing. And then November, as you say, that's when Shecker season begins um, with yeah. uh, the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. That starts the the glorious seven-week stretch where you have half days and a lot of boozing going on and partying and not a whole lot of work, you know, a lot of good sports. Mikey Meatballs, a producer, is about to m- move out here, and he's going to see, and it's going to, you know, the calendar's going to turn. It's going to be October. He's like, check promised uh, leaves changing. I'm like, no, sorry, Meatballs. It's all green. Yeah, the pa- the palm trees don't change. No, that's, yeah. that's true. All the same. Hey, hard knocks, though. Uh, coming to an end. I'm glad it's coming to an end. There's actually one more week of hard knocks. I don't know. They've run out of shit here. They've, they've, I enjoy my team. Obviously I don't want them to be exposed in any way further than they are. I feel like Jerry Jones duped the, the hard knocks team in HBO because he's not in it at all. He was in it during the credits. He's the one I want to see, right? We can't see Dak playing football because they're, you know, it's very gingerly going through the motions here. We're lucky if he plays week one. 
we, we get a, a 40 second soundbite out of Jerry about Whataburger uh, as the credits are rolling. Um, otherwise, what is it? The guys who are about to get cut eating yams in an empty restaurant? Uh, I'm not sure. What did we take from last night? That, I mean, the takeaway for the whole season is, is that clearly these pro football teams, the Cowboys who like being on hard knocks, <clears throat> apparently aren't giving the same level of access that they used right. to. We're just not seeing the same. Also, it was damaged a couple of years ago. The, the entire flow of the hard knocks series was damaged when they said, we're not going to do cuts every week. Right. You just do one gigantic cut at the end of training camp. That takes away from the drama of it. And the thing I always say about Jer is two things I always say is people like to bellyache about him for a number of reasons. One, if you were the owner of a professional sports team worth several billion dollars, mm. we, I, I like when people do the bit of like, man, just leave it to the football people. No, if you if I buy a toy, I'm going to play with the toy. I'm not going to have other people play with the toy and watch them and evaluate how well right. they're doing. I think it's a bizarre standard that people try to apply. Of course, I'm weighing in on every personnel decision. By the way, so we literally saw them play with toys. There was a Connect Four competition between uh, Micah Parsons and Leighton Van Der Esch. And Van Der Esch seems to have, I don't know if it was the editing, but I think he got shut out. I, 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 I mean, we know how that goes. The producer's like, hey, we need... Van Der Esch, we need Parsons and Van Der Esch. Like, oh, I've never played this game before. It's like, yeah, it's okay. We haven't featured you and you're, you're a big Now that was defense. good. Yeah. That you was like excellent. That. You're a big, that really you're a was, that was really aficionado. excellent. Yeah. Shout out <clears throat> to films. We saw the, the, uh, whatever that thing was, the, the, um, uh, uh great shot that they did a week ago. Uh, that was the, much the, celebrated. The drone. Yeah. The, the drone shot, uh, our pal, Jason Weber pulled that one off. Uh, kudos to him, but. Um, the connect four is the highlight easily <laughs> because it really exposed what I always say to people for, for, uh, beginners in the great game of four. I always tell people I can, I, you know, there there's nuance to it and you can get better at it, but really your first game of four defines what level of player you are. You could see LVE was, was overmatched. Well, he, he got beat on the, on the bottom row with the, what seemed like three times. Like, yeah, yeah, okay. You gotta- he was atrocious. He was a train wreck, but Micah Parsons gets it. You could see. <laughs> he understands that the Cardinal rules. He plays defense as well as he plays offense. He understands filling the middle is key to successful foreplaying. Right. Micah Parsons would be a worthy adversary if I were ever All to right. come out of retirement. You know, he was playing at home. It was in his house. And I, again, I don't know, but Van Der Esch, uh, I'm not sure he's ever participated in he disgraced himself before. Yeah. Yeah, he was very bad at it. Uh, I'm trying to think what else was good. The tongue lashing from the British coach is always good. Aiden Dirty, uh, you know, it's, it's like the players are being dressed I down think the by real Benedict away, Cumberbatch Sally. going off on him. But, but that's, that's always fun uh, to watch. <laughs> I'm trying to the think. best thing is, yeah. Sal, for real, is Dak Prescott, he, he's he's uh he's the right guy, isn't he? Don't you feel as a Cowboys guy? Yeah. Aren't you aren't you aren't you set at ease about what's upcoming here? As long as he stays healthy, you're in decent shape. Well, Dak listen, is, so that was Dak's the thing. If, if you go back a year, he wasn't signed a year ago, right? And you like, and your thing, I agree with it. The middle class quarterbacks, you don't want to assign them to that second deal, right? Um, is he a middle class quarterback? Unfortunately. We didn't get a good sense of it, right? Because his season was cut short last year. So now the Cowboys were in a bad predicament. They didn't pay him earlier. So now they're going to have to overpay him, certainly overpay him for someone who's coming back from a horrific uh, injury there. But I do think he's the guy. I definitely think he's got the goods. Uh, I don't know about his future. I could see why these guys have no money. 
Uh, five years after they retire, he was in love with this game he men- uh, made up, this pylon press guy. He's like, just put pr- pylons on there and put jerseys on it, and then you throw a ball at the jersey with the pylon. I'm doing it. That's my idea. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, you could have that one. You got that one, Dad. Has Pro That's Football reference? I should have checked that. Has Pylon Prescott made the list yet? I mean, if they have uh, Tom Brady when you go into him and he's got Pharaoh in there, a name no one on uh, uh, in the history of people has ever called Tom Brady yeah. Pharaoh. I wonder if Pylon Prescott. Oh, I want, I'm sure there's a Twitter account and everything for Pylon Prescott at this point after last night. Yeah. Um, I think that's the takeaway is that in that division, I think you should feel pretty good, Sal. As I, as we start to pair away these teams of like, who's in a tough division and that, that is everything or not everything, but that is a huge factor, obviously for, for all these teams. I feel like the Titans and the Packers have the two easiest paths to a division title of, of would-be contenders. But I think the Cowboys now kind of feel like a team that should be able to handle, unless they are real frauds themselves. Well, our, our I guess friends the defense at FanDuel may be disagree that. with all those. Like, if, if you talk easiest path, the uh, biggest odds to win the division, um, I think it's the Chiefs and Bills. Am I wrong about that? Wait a minute. Let's see. Let's see. I, oh, well, I, I should have these memorized by now. The Chiefs to win the... Oh, I'm sorry. No, the Bills are only minus 150. The Chiefs are minus 290. The Bucks are minus 240. That's right. That's the other one. So those are the three right there. The Bucks and the Chiefs, odds-wise, are uh, the, have the easiest path, according to our gambling friends. I guess that Tampa... I mean, hard, hard to mount much of an argument there, but that does grease the skids. The Bills, who I've been talking about for six months now, mm. and I love their fan base and everything else, but the big news, obviously, of the week is Cam Newton getting cut by the Patriots. Yes. Now, Chris Long and others point out that this is a gift to Cam to give him as much choice as he can possibly have in advance of... Uh, the season's kickoff. I don't think they're trying to spite him on any level. I think they're, um, you know, trying to do a, a a vet who did good things, I guess, in their building and for their culture and mm-hmm. made Belichick kind of weirdly look good over the last year plus. Don't you think? I feel like Cam. Well, be only because they had some someone to, bl- to blame. I mean, he couldn't complete. No, a pass. I just think that it. I think Cam speaking well of Belichick kind of offset to some degree. All the people who say, who would ever want to be on the New England Patriots? You can't have fun there. Well, the guy the, who presents at least um, outwardly in terms of fashion and everything else and all the, the hardos like Yeah, it doesn't uh, make him look Zolak good fashion-wise, the, the sleeveless hoodies versus the nice uh, scarf configurations. But I know what you're saying. I, but let, make no mistake about it. This is, this is vaccine status-driven. Right. And no one can answer this question. It looks like Urban Meyer is going to get that lawyers are involved because he says, uh, you know, he's already in trouble for his saying um, vaccination is a status and roster cuts. And Belichick said no, but we know he's a liar. So the answer is absolutely yes. But like I said, the lawyers are involved now. But why, why are we what are we sugarcoating here? Like the NFL has protocols in play where it's better to have all vaccinated players on the roster. And Cam Newton didn't do anything during the preseason to, uh, you know, warrant a cut here. So, well, come on, people. This is, it was cut because of the vaccination. And what, that's why everyone's tentative to, to add him to their roster, right? Well, then Belichick's big comment now is being picked up is saying, well, we don't really know that being vaccinated helps you. I mean, he, he's 
abjectly wrong, and I don't think Belichick. I, I'm get my guess. I mean, is that's besides the point. Whether it does help it. or doesn't help, it's the it's the rules in play right. here for the NFL. Like, do you want that? Well, guy you're on your a team? lawyer. What? Why? Why? I, I'm I'm with you. I don't understand yeah, why. I, I don't know. As a a league, they can't mandate what they want in a player, and you don't have to abide by it as an individual. But the the team doesn't have to abide by your personal choice either. I don't get can, it. I don't get it. I will say this. I don't if, you, if you gave me odds on Urban Meyer, he feel I feel like he's getting hit hard. And he was they, they had him on hard knocks for a minute, not even a minute, uh, yesterday. He and McCarthy after the game greet each other. Their mics are hot. He just looks like he is not having a good time, <laughs> Urban Meyer. I know he's low-key anyway, but if you gave me odds on a year and a half over under, about even odds, I'm going under. I, I could just see him like saying, screw this. I have nothing to do with this. I have too many bosses. I know. Well, he, he, right. It's he too keeps many tripping bosses. over yeah. the difference between college and pro football. Yeah. I, I mean, he just, like the the standards and the rules and regulations mm-hmm. and everything else, those keep getting in his way. But all will be made right if Trevor Lawrence is as good as he is projected to be, which is the best quarterback since Andrew Luck played. And Andrew Luck was the best quarterback since John Elway played. If Trevor Lawrence steps in in his rookie season in uh, a, a division that could be lousy. Um, I mean, the Titans aren't world beaters themselves. They just have a, right. you know, they're three apparently bum teams that they're sharing that division with. But Trevor Lawrence can change that. The other guy. They still play the NFC to- West, though. There are some tough defenses they're going to have to come up against um, there for sure. But uh, but Trevor Lawrence, while, you, while was, uh, you're talking about him, plus 400 to win rookie of the year. He's been the favorite all along since the draft. Mac Jones right there though. Now plus four fifty to win offensive rookie of the year. I still like Zach Wilson. I just think they're going to be play from behind. He's going to have a, a ton of uh garbage time in there where he's going to put up big numbers. But one thing's for sure. Shaq, our Patriot pals, just uh, disgusting. They disgust they're me. They're tying themselves into knots to oh pretend that this is all great. I know it's that they think this is all or nothing with them, right? They hate their team or Mac Jones. Like before the draft, they didn't care if they got Mac Jones. <clears throat> no Patriots fans were clamoring for Mac Jones. And then as it it looked good that he would drop, now it's like he's going right. He has his own wing in Canton, Ohio. Oh my God. Kidding me? Here's Hedge? the thing. First of all, yeah. the reason I stand by Justin Fields is because it does matter <clears> how a guy, a rookie offensive player performs in fantasy terms. That does bleed into the brain. And Justin Fields is going to get rushing touchdowns as well as throwing touchdowns. He's going to be an upgrade from what the Bears have seen. So that'll feel like a, a phenomenon is happening up there in Chicago. So I think he'll get it. But Trevor Lawrence is the most obvious pick to to get it. Otherwise, if he is as good, like I say, as he could be. Cam Newton to the Colts could be a factor in the in the AFC South if they're smart yeah. enough to pick him up with a great defense and an offense built to, to truck teams. But the team that is most... Who that is best suited to play a, to to zig when the rest of the NFL is zagging is those New England Patriots, and it really to me didn't matter if it was Cam or Mac. Either way, I think Belichick is it, it, it was all laid out for us, Sal. Um, in on the first day of free agency, what he had in mind, how he was going to go at this thing. He cannot. He's not. He, he assumed he wasn't going to land. Trey Lance or someone at that level, a generational talent like that. So instead, now he's built with what's going to be a really good defense, a top five, top six 
Well, they spent two hundred and eighty-eight million dollars in the offseason. So that's that right. that's something they haven't done before. They loaded yeah. up the dominate on defense. Around. Yeah. This they is, get this those is. guys back, and then he gets those two tight ends. He gets some wheels on the outside to distract defenses, and they're just gonna grind people in a league now that is all about Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. He's gonna go hard with the idea of we're gonna play keep away from from those uh from those big offenses and it's going to frustrate the big egos of Josh Allen and Patrick and Mahomes just enough that they're going to try to force some passes on our high end defense we'll pick them off this has been the key for yeah. 20 years with Tom Brady and without Tom Brady we're returning to that that's they're they're going to and and here we go south the New England Patriots are going to win the AFC oh wow interesting there you have it I have them over have nine and a half. I have them making the playoffs yeah. at 10 and seven, but they're going to, they're better than the Bills, huh? Well, here's what's, here's the thing. They play the Dolphins. That's Alabama, Alabama, right? Tua against Mac Jones. Pretty fun. Week one. The, the storylines get better and better now as uh, we near week one oh, kickoff. Um, I don't, I have, I think the, the loser of that game has a t- tough time recovering if you look at the rest of the season, the rest of the schedule to get the wild card. You say they win the, division as far as mac jones goes though what i want to say he's in an easy situation like how could you say he's in an easy situation like you're replacing tom brady basically i know cam was in between but now the comparisons to tom brady it's like all right it's everyone shut up already but you're in an offense like you said 146 yards rushing per game uh, some of that is due to cam but uh got a great rushing game i think top five defense like you said they spent almost 300 million dollars in the offseason Kind of a nice situation for Mac Jones, I think. I don't still don't think take him at plus 450, but I do want to read you one stat. I sent this to Hench, and he, he flipped out. Um, rookie quarterbacks to start week one. There were four in the last four years. Joe Burrow, 4-11-1. Kyler Murray, 2019, 5-10-1. Sam Darnold, 4-12, 2018. Uh, Kaiser, what's his first name? I forget. Deshaun. Deshaun Kaiser. 0 and 16, 2017. So just be careful. I'm not even saying those were the wrong moves, putting those guys in week one, but it doesn't traditionally pan out. That's what I know, that's what but traditional numbers do not apply to the Belichick. I know Patriots. that's no, none of those and guys are Belichick. It, I get it. Yep. It is true. I mean, but it, that, it's hard to come up with an argument against that. Yep. I mean, they what what is considered to be conventional wisdom Belichick has consistently gone against and I mean you know and also has bent the rules mm-hmm. along the way too or or straight out broken them um you know it, it, hard to argue that this is now now it's time Sal we had the one-year blip do we forget was it a one-year blip for Belichick was it all the magic a number 12 and is Asante Samuel right that without Brady he's just another guy just another coach Belichick or is 2021? The big return, rising like a phoenix, Bill Belichick and company. I, I, I think that we have slept on the fact that the Patriots were decimated more than any other team last year by COVID. The guys who willfully yep, sat down. Out, sure. I, I, I. Then Cam gets COVID when they were playing decent ball there. I, the other thing people forget is that they went into Seattle and the Seahawks were really tough to handle and they had them beat and Cam Newton gets stopped at the goal line. Remember that game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
when he gets up in Seattle. They were weird. And then team Cam last gets. Year. I know it's. Tough. I know, but then Cam gets COVID, and then they spiral down. But they right. had the. They almost won in Buffalo. Cam fumbled that ball at like the 15 yard line. Well, there you, are a you look at the games there. Yeah. You look at them and you look at the 49ers and all the opt-outs and all the injuries. Like, oh, how did those teams win any games? The 49ers won six games. We'll get back to the 49ers in a minute. But, yeah, you're right. It could be. In a, but I think it's going to be somewhere in the middle. I don't think they have to go 13-4 and four this year. I think 10-7, and seven, respectable playoffs. And then they lose uh, right in there somewhere. Um, I do want to look at these. Well, I mentioned the 49ers. And Fandle does such a good job. Hit. Everyone, hit us up on your bet. Well, you don't hit us up. Go to fandle.com slash extra points. Get all your sports gambling action in there. Regular season win bands, Shaq. Mm. <clears throat> I love this. You don't have to pick exactly how many wins this team will have. You don't have to pick will they win the division, will they not. Over-under wins, you don't have to do that. You get a little range, and you get some value. And I feel like you get most value in the NFC West a division where three teams are expected to win 10 games or 10 and a half games, depending on their over-under. And then you got a gutty Arizona Cardinals team. Uh, I don't want to have to figure out the division winner. I think it's the Rams, but you could bet these regular season win bands. And I like the San Francisco 49ers between nine and 11 wins plus 150. Really like them a lot. Really do Mm. uh, enjoy what they're doing there. Um, You know, at one point, check, they had $80 million of their salary on the IR last year. So you got everyone coming back, Bosa, Jimmy G, uh, D Ford, Mostert, 31 players on the IR last year. Uh, add Tracer. I just, I like what they're doing. I don't even know who their quarterback will be. I think Jimmy G could last as long as he wants the job because I think they'll win games, but I don't think they'll win 13 games and I don't think they'll win seven. And I think you're, you're looking really good come December at San Francisco between nine and 11 wins at plus 150. How say you on the wind bands? First of all, the re- with, with the Niners, the read option remains something that is yeah. near impossible to stop. And it really comes down to still the defensive solution to it is smacking the QB around to break his will. That remains in 2021, a decade later, from uh, from when that made its uh, made its arrival in or, or at least uh, started to really perpetuate itself across pro football, it remains about whether or not the defense can can punish the QB enough to make him not want the ball in his hands. That's what it comes down to. Trey Lance is a big dude, and the other thing with what the Niners now appear ready to do. We'll see if they actually roll with Jimmy G and Trey Lance. It's the same thing with Sean Payton throwing Taysom Hill on the field. Everybody celebrates Sean Payton and Kyle Shanahan as offensive wizards of pro football. Do these people, I'm I'm talking about the experts on TV and writers and otherwise, Do you, or even people in the league. Do you think you know better than those two guys do? <clears throat> it is, it is right. great pressure on a defense when it's like, well, we don't know who's going to be on the field. Oh, but Drew Brees is a Hall of Famer, and you're taking him off the field? Yeah, for a moose who can truck you and throw it inside the red zone? Yeah, that's a smart yeah. play. Do you think you know better than Shanahan, the, the curveball that will be ongoing as long as, like, we well, don't know who you're going to put in there? Now, I don't think Jimmy G ultimately can make it because what does Jimmy G do exactly better? By midway through the season, what will Jimmy G have over Trey Lance? I I, I think nothing, really. Well, he might be um, he might be 6-1. and one. I mean, that's the thing. They have an easy schedule, but not to, I mean, I, here's the thing. Easiest schedule in the league, 
but still in the NFC West. So they're not going to run the table. They're not going to go six. No, I still say four and two. And then, you know, they'll, they'll lose three or four games right in there. I, now, I really like that range. I, I like it too. That, that West is a, is a bear, but the uh, green Bay Packers. Now you told me just before we started here, I thought I was onto something. The Packers, in that uh, in that win band range of twelve to seventeen plus one seventy, mm. that's not the best way to bet the Packers if you think they're going to win the NFC North. No, right? no I because just, the- well, uh, plus one seventy is nice. You're not going to get that. Well, let's see. What do you get them to win the NFC North? I'm trying to to win the NFC North. You get them at minus one forty five. So yeah, the plus. So you do. So yeah, actually, yeah. that is the bet. Yeah, I think you're into onto something there. Regular season win bands. And now your crazy Bay. friend Harry yeah. came at me the other night when we were doing. He feels our, like uh, you came at him. Uh, we talked about it on Against All Odds. Yeah. Oh, oh, about the Packers and the. Okay, yeah. Well, again, about his uh, beloved cyclone. Iowa State because he because yeah. he 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 recyclones uh, the same three names over and over again. Is his insight on why? Well, the I think, cyclones I think are going you, to the there's final a little four. disconnect. I, I mean, I, I think you think they're a five win team, but they are expected to be good. I don't think they're a five-win team. I think that they play Iowa, though, in week two, so we'll know pretty soon what they are. And yeah, I don't think... I mean, yeah, okay. Yeah. Are they go, They lose a game. Are they going to the final four? No. So that's the end of that conversation. The um, Buffalo Bills, I also like in the 9 to 11 range, plus 160. Mm. I think that's a little... Well, that is a little under where people expect them to finish. That's the other... One that jumped out to me there. I, 13 I like wins the, last year, extra game. It, it is weird that their over-under is as low as it is. And you you like this band, though. Yeah, interesting. So those are those are the two I throw out there. All as, right. Uh, my best plays. All right, we'll put those up there for everyone to enjoy. But I really like these bands. I mean, it's it's uh, it's replace Huey and Lewis in the news is my favorite band. I was just going to yeah. say, I see. I go hipster band there more you than you do. So I, I have to find more obscure ones. There today. you go. Uh, what else do we want to talk about with the NFL? Um, oh, All of it, Sal. Let's go one through 32. Well, do you want to give a say? You said you don't want to do this anymore. You um, you hold the hammer here to kick someone out of our fantasy league. And for the last couple of podcasts, you've been announcing who's safe. Uh, well, let's see. Do this with at the, the draft. Within, within the extra points, gang, in the Venn diagrams overlap of yep. our fantasy football league in which the reigning champion gets to kick out somebody mm-hmm. at the draft on the eve of NFL season's kickoff. It's a, So wait, September it's a week 7. from today. Uh, it is. Well, I think it's the Tuesday, right? It's September 7th. Oh, it's the Tuesday yep. before. Okay. Yep. So you have 48 hours between the draft and mm-hmm. NFL kickoff. Not enough time to join another league once you get kicked out. That's why it's uh, right. It's so punishing. Not enough time um, to join a league with people you know, probably. But if you're me right. and you yeah. raced home after getting kicked out the time I did about six or seven years ago and joined some, <laughs> I, I don't know, I, I spent a lot more money on this. Than I should have. Like, I thought that was going to be like a I told you so moment for me. And then when yeah. Simmons, conversely, a, a close cousin to he what you did, league. Yeah. Simmons didn't just go join a bunch of randos right. in a league. He started his own league. And sort of what he did career-wise, too. Like, I'm not going to join a bunch of randos. Here's Grantland for you. Here's uh Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. But then who were the randos who joined the Simmons League? Mm. That's the real question, isn't it? It's not that Simmons I'll get you their was names. feeling spiteful and like, I'm going to do my own. Yeah. Goodbye, NFL. I'm the AFL now. <laughs> 
That's fine. But the Buffalo Bills, what was their stake in this one? Broadway Joe, you could have gone to the NFL, but you went AFL. Is Cousin Sal like Broadway Joe? Broadway Sal? Uh, Broadway Hench? I don't know. I mean, what, what was what's the thought of joining the Rogue League? You're already in the big league, friend. You're already in the NFL. I just want to get reps you're running in. off to play USFL or XFL. I just what are you got a show. What? I went in there. I, I kicked everyone's ass. I won the league. I have keepers. I have Josh Allen as a keeper for a freaking dollar. I guess I have to pay six now. I have Jefferson as a keeper for uh, like $8. I have to spend 13. I'm going to win that Congratulations. league. Congratulations. He hate me. What does that matter? You're not. That, you, right. you did good in the XFL. So what? That's all. Uh, you know, it's like the Olympic team, the men's uh, basketball, the NBA players going to the Olympics. Is Sal safe? Yeah. No, he's not. (laughs) Is Hench safe? No, he's not. Uh, Tall John? I don't know. He's a little mouthy for my taste. Right. Should watch his, uh, should watch his, you know what, Uh instead of trying to impress everybody with his, uh, with his witty comments. On, on, on email and otherwise, mm-hmm. he should be minding his P's and Q's. Now, there are other people who have never been kicked out in the kickout league. Are they safe? No, they're not. And that's where this conversation ends. I'm not, what, what, what am I here to do? That's Dance it? for you? You're not adding I owe someone you else? something? Okay. I'm just telling you who's not safe. Okay. See, okay, uh, here's, here's one more who's safe. The sports guy. Because he got kicked out nah, already last year. You can't kick him out. Well, anyway. that's it. That, that, All I right, mean, I, so you told us. After what, that, what, 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 what's left? Why am I exposing who's safe gotcha. at this point? All right. I just thought it'd be a fun and What's left thing. to say about well, it? Well, because there people, listening, safe? people listening to the podcast. Like, am I safe? Am I not safe? The whole league is, uh, you know, hanging on every is word. Is John Ham safe? Is he is safe? Is Trevor Duvall, his, his handsome stand-in, right. safe? That's got to be the prettiest fantasy ownership group in all of football. Well, they should have right? a calendar, right? Let, let's see, like the just those two best looking. Well, I, I was thinking just the best looking in the in the country fantasy owners. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Boy, how that, all right, boy, so the, the big business. The du- Get in line behind Pylon Prescott, but that's going to be a big <laughs> ticket seller too. The Dutch uh, Mook and Elliot are the only ones you're going to admit are safe, and the, you know, obviously, you could be lying about that. But otherwise, uh, you're taking it to the seventh. We'll find oh, out. Oh, the that. Dutch Mook is also a handsome devil. We might have the most handsome fantasy league in in the land. Well, when, once especially you start factoring in damage. Yet. Got Randy. His rugby good looks. Randy, yeah. Well, yeah, okay. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm, we'll figure it out. Blue. I'm not. <laughs> I didn't say everybody. I don't want to rank dudes. I already, I already tweeted yesterday. Uh, <laughs> I felt stupid saying it. You talk about like, a, you can't say women are good looking anymore. You can't say this. But uh, I said, Brady Quinn, I don't know what he's saying here. He's so dreamy. Does it even matter what he's saying? And I felt weird saying that. But yeah. Yeah, it's a handsome, uh, it's a handsome group that drafts with us. I said that to, do you know, I said that to Jimmy G at the Super Bowl one. You did. I right? asked him a, yeah. I asked him who was more handsome, him or Brady, mm-hmm. and he started to try and answer, and he went on and on with his thought. And I said, "Can you repeat that?" I got lost in your eyes. Nice. Um, and then we all laughed and laughed. It was hilarious. But anyway, uh, someone you um, must think is handsome, this Juju Smith Schuster, because you defend him again. You defend him when he dances I didn't on defend the him. star. And then people try to say, well, what do you think of this milk crate challenge? He does it uh, two weeks before the season. You're like, ah, oh, it's fine. Like, I just feel, I, I want to, what is it with you and Juju here? Are you related I did, to I him? didn't defend him at all. I said, am I, am I, I'm not as bent out of shape about it as a lot of other people are. But yeah, it's stupid to do. What's he doing? Standing up there. But 
There are those out there, conspiracy theorists, who have already floated the notion that perhaps that we have all been duped by Juju and he because you don't see him the first at half. the peak of it. Yeah. Why would you why would you if you're Juju, why would you not show the entire event? Mm. You only see him on the last couple. Ergo, the, there is room to make the case that it was all just a setup and they were all glued together or something like that. Oh, I suckers. see. Yeah, it did seem one of the easier runs I've seen. I mean, maybe it's he's more athletic than everyone, but. Yeah, I don't think. What do I? I don't think it was. I don't think it's smart. I don't think it's smart for him as an individual. If well, he gets hurt there, so. that's the end. This is your. This is your boy. I don't. I don't know. I feel like he gets a lot of slack with you. I let look. I I am here to play angel to to uh, a lot of the people on the banks of the Three Rivers Devil who want to denounce the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's not my way, Sal. Mm. I, uh, I I have a sunny disposition about all things, and. I uh, yeah, I think it was loco for him to do. If he gets hurt there for real, right. that is going to really hurt his ability to get a a, a big free agent deal come twenty twenty two. But sure. you know, I I don't have any. I, yeah, I, you didn't ask me to justify it. I can't justify it. I didn't think it was smart for him to do that. <laughs> but if he was doing a bit and it was for his TikTok and we all are dupes reacting to it, then I guess he got just exactly what he wanted. Right. There you go. All right, let's switch to baseball here. And uh, by the way, Terry Bradshaw was in Cannonball Run. What I mean, the 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 thing about like modern athletes don't care about ball. What are you much. talking? Come How on. is that? That's different from uh, jumping off uh, half a building. I get it. I'm just Cannonball saying when people Run say that real, the old you know, guys they all really they racing. cared about, yeah, was, all they talked about, all they cared about was football. As though those guys, it, uh, yes, I don't believe social that. media yeah. exposes that these guys actually do stuff outside. Sure of uh, uh, when, when they leave practice mm -hmm. that that's the distinction it's not that guys in 1978 cared more and were more focused on winning games than modern day players are come on wake up everybody. i think a lot of them did there's only a, a few football players in cannonball run but you know <laughs> I, I, <laughs> name them I like the ones was Klecko in there? Wait, what Klecko, am I thinking? Klecko, good for you. Klecko's the one who people forget about. That's exactly right. By the way, you talk about pretty and good-looking quarterbacks, or I do. Um, I floated that to uh, high-end Jets supporter Dan Hanzus, and he had a, a, a cogent response to it. But I feel Zach Wilson is more pretty than ruggedly handsome, and that could ultimately derail oh. his chances of success. But... Hanzus floated a fasting from around the NFL, of course, floated uh, a great, he said he's Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt was pretty when he was young, but over the years, he evolved into being ruggedly handsome. Yeah. Sort of like Tristan in uh, Legends of the Fall. Yeah, he's going to get his head smashed. By the way, I watched Legends of the Fall. What was, uh, what was up with that? What was up Is with her? Is this a competition of how off track we can get? Because yes, uh, you, I, you, keep, you add a layer every four seconds. I can't even answer. I don't let you answer. I can't even answer right, the not, previous question. Okay, yeah. Uh, and ahead. I certainly can't get to the fact that the Mets uh, won a doubleheader against the Marlins yesterday. This is the most dysfunctional team in sports, I think. Remember a couple days ago. Uh, better than Baez. the Yankees. They're better than the Yankees. They're red hot, these Metropolitans. I, I, I'm trying to figure out when the Baez incident inspires them to go on a 15-game winning streak if I'll eventually like him or not. But he gave thumbs down to the crowd. He said, you're going to boo me. I'm going to boo you. Everyone went berserk. I went berserk also. And then they go out, and he's hitting the ball, and they win a doubleheader. He, 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 slides, he slides home. He's safe. And they spend the aftermath of looking after game one, looking for his necklace, including President Alderson there, 
is looking for pieces of his necklace at home plate. So not only is all forgiven, but now you have the president search in a search party for your jewelry because so, so now maybe this is why Baez has been terrible. He's hitting 210 for the Mets last week. He just doesn't want to score and lose his necklace. That would make sense. I wish he would have just said that. But um, this reminds me of swingers. Remember swingers when they they pull the gun on the guy in the alley and then those guys are playing um, uh, NHL 93, like in the next year. Sure. Like all right, everyone's friends already, but. Uh, have you ever Wait a seen minute. anything Brad like Pitt this? Brad Pitt wasn't even in swing. No, no, Klecko I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, Pitt wasn't in right. swingers. Um, but the yeah, point- that was that was an insane scene. Uh, seeing all those people searching around on the on the diamond, looking for his uh, his diamonds. Um, yeah, bizarre. Question: First of all, would Jerry Jones do that for anybody? <laughs> and two, if there was a Whataburger what- buried somewhere around home plate, I think he'd be in the search party. Yeah, Baez comes to the plate and is roundly booed by the dozens of uh, fans right. in uh, in Queens for the game. Then he scores. Then I see on social media, not only did the Metropolitans win improbably, but Baez scores the winning run. Very exciting. And play. now yep. what was, what, what, what happened with, uh, with cousin Sal's digits, his opposable thumb. What was Ooh. in your heart? Did you rejoice? Did you boo? Were you confused then? No, it's it, still were you kind of like, now I'm in on the Mets no booing way. things because that's our thing now. No. Oh, in on the That's booing. our galvanizing moment. Yeah. No, no. This guy's got a ways to go with me, especially since they're definitely not going to resign him after this year. And they're, but like I said, like, all right, so they're still, what are they, seven out now for this? Uh, let's take a look here. They are uh, five and a half out, right? And it could be five if they win today. They have one more against the Marlins. You could catch the Reds. Catch the Reds for right? the wild card. Yeah. So yeah. the Reds are in better shape than the the Braves right now, but only slightly. I'm saying just in terms of catching the division winner or the next uh wild card. But and then you have the Padres too, or at 71 wins. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't really want to root for this guy, but I guess if the president of the team is okay with him, it's fine. The thing that got me, Shaq, is some people were all over Mets fans and be like, Yeah, why are you booing in the first place? And like this can't, you lived in Chicago. A lot of this came from the pundits in Chicago. Wilbon was saying it. It's like, we don't boo in Chicago. Is that a thing that where there's cities where people don't boo? People in Chicago don't, don't boo? boo Chicago. I was there. I'm trying yeah. to think. Oh, obviously, I lived there for almost a decade. I'm trying to think of where there ever people booing any of the local heroes. I mean, sure. Yeah, the Wanstat years were disappointing. Mostly, so certainly people were booing boo. in Soldier Field at the they time. They ran a fan out of the uh, the city forever. Like, what would they have more manners than anybody else? So the booing's part of the game. What's anyone talking of, about? Of course, it's ridiculous to to, but you know, I'll just say, New Yorkers and Philadelphians boo too much. Sure, they, of course, they are detrimental, but they're detrimental to your team's success. You chase off. And Philadelphia is worse about it. As I've said, Boston has a little bit of that flavor too. You guys chase off. You guys overrate your, um, you're allowed to do what you want. You should boo guys if you feel that. But this, the pride in scaring guys out of your town is not ultimately good for your I team. I get it. It's, but I, it's I, not, I love, it's, I love but, that. Like, but also we it's booed not a, Carson Wentz out of town. Yeah, Congratulations. Yeah, sure. no. That was great. You did that. What happened? 
Was that a success then for the Eagles? Yeah, well, that for you Carson Wentz, it will be a success booing him out of town, I think, for the Eagles. Ultimately. That's true, but, yeah, but, right. Uh, that's a victory. But that no, I, I I hear what you're saying, but the uh, the flip side is these players all know what they're getting into, signing with the Mets, or even for f- three months, right? Like, So why is this a, a surprise? Like, I, I don't know. I can't imagine that Cubs fans didn't boo. I, I know when they blew it to the Marlins, it wasn't just um, it wasn't just Bartman. or what, What's his name? Bartman? Bartman, Steve Bartman. Bartman. Yeah, Steve Bartman. Uh, that got that got booed. They had to boo the players. I'm trying to he think the, back in circumstance. To this day, he I believe he's in hiding because of yeah. uh, fear of retribution from Cubs fans, although I think they let that go after they finally won the World Series. Drew Bisky yeah, wasn't li- booed? Drew Bisky wasn't booed for years? What the hell goes cl- on? Right. What yeah, that's on? a Yeah, you're, I, I mean, that, that is a ridiculous, uh, the more I think about it. Of course, uh, of course they booed him. Um yeah, I, I, you I put think salad that, on your hot dogs. I don't care. I'm, I'm supposed to start listening to these people. Forget it. Well, they I mean, they put they, they put tomato wedges on a wiener. I mean, that, that it's more than that, right? It's green behavior. all over the place, too. They put Whatever. they put sport peppers on it. They put celery salt or whatever on there it it's not a good wiener. yeah people attempt to defend that and i'm all for defending your city's choices you know what maybe that's why they don't boost check because it takes them an hour and a half to eat a hot dog and like the game is over by the time they get through it there's all this yeah it's a fork and a salad requirement there but um yeah i it uh, of course fans are entitled to boo and it's a it's this new it, it is a new thing and i'm not getting into the i'm not on that side about like men in our society are now weaklings and need to stand up for themselves i'm not that guy right but gregory polanco who was when he arrived in pittsburgh with the pirates was supposed to be the next in their great line lineage of right fielders he was supposed to be a dave parker 2.0 big arm mm-hmm. big bat um all that and it didn't exactly pan out and he got booed and he said basically on his way out the door that hurts my feelings when you boo you know i'm trying right (laughs) fans it's not it hurts my feelings and people are like yeah you should remember that these guys are human beings and yes you should remember they're human beings and yes people I, i don't know why it makes me a little uncomfortable though when i see other people pointing out hey nfl cut down day it's great for some guys that they made the team but keep in mind these human beings mm-hmm. were just released and their and their dreams just died. I get it. I also think there are greater tragedies in modern society. Yeah. I, I I only have so much. I uh, think it, it comes with empathy the territory. To, to dole it out. comes with all the, right. the whole territory. I get it. It's it's weird if you have a sales job and you went under quota one month and your boss comes in and boos you in front of the other employees. That prob- but baseballs and, and sports is a different beast. It just is. Mentioned John Hamm, like Don Draper said in right. that one episode, the kind of paraphrase. That's what the money's for. Mm. You want to you want a regular life, you want a cubicle job life, then you can have that life. And people are not going to boo you when you're doing it, or they're not going to cheer you. Yeah. That's the other side right of it too. Middle. When you do well, Javi Baez, do they cheer? I bet you they do. Um, that's that, that's sort of the other side of the coin that he's throwing out there, do better bias. And then the fans will cheer you yes. like they did when you scored the, the game winning run. And also either way, you're making millions of dollars. Right. I, uh, people don't want to hear your complaints about that sort of thing. There are plenty of, there's plenty of place. And I am working. I am, uh, you know, I am all for, 
the proletariat, as you know, I am all for those rights, even if they're millionaire rights, that the working class uh, deserves more um, more juice in the conversation. Mm. But I, I I do think it's a little bit uh, too delicate. Yeah, of to, course. To cry Listen, about you being a booed when you're New doing York, bad stuff. You're, you're you're never buying a meal again, right? Uh, if you go over five every game, strike out every at bat. You're not going to have to buy everyone in the restaurant their meal, right? I mean, it's just how it works. It's just a, it's a weird thing, right? Uh, if you really you break hurt it down, my feelings. Silent. I tried to get a hit and I didn't, and you and you disapproved of that. Like, yeah, that's right. You know, you understand that that you without those people being in the stands and watching you from home, there is none of this. Yeah, Javi Baez, right? You get that. That's uh, well, that on the the most basic works, level, right? people. Um, People should figure that out, but yeah, but he's a human being. Yes. Worth multi-millions of dollars because he is, uh, uh, allegedly one of the very best human beings at this particular endeavor. And when he fails at that mm -hmm. and we're paying money to see the best in the world at doing this, people are entitled to boo for sure. So sorry if you don't like that. Check. Yes. You're entitled to bet too on FanDuel Sportsbook. Where they're hooking new I feel like I'm a up. jerk about that, but I I feel I, I I really, you know, come on. You're allowed to boop. No, you're not a jerk. Just join FanDuel Sportsbook and new users like yourself will be enhanced with 30 to 1 odds for the first big college football game of the season. That's right. Pick either Georgia or Clemson. Either one, you turn five dollars into $150 payday. Yes, yeah, sign up, make your first deposit to kick off the college football season on America's number one sports book. No better place to bet college football. Great promotions, easy to use, fast payouts, and as little as 24 hours. Make the most of it this week with enhanced 30 to 1 odds on Georgia versus Clemson. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using promo code extra points. That's FanDuel.com slash extra points so they know we sent you. I am taking Clemson in that particular game. I like this Clemson team. They're minus two and a half over Georgia. Uh, you know, uh, uh, this is a, a neutral site, right? Nine of the, it's going to be defense, you know, Uyangalele. Yes. Ooh, Talk, I, we did, I did it. it. You know what? It's easy, Shaq, because pretend you're going down a slide for the first two syllables and it's, and it's, <laughs> and it's Agalele. Right. It, then, then it's the rest as it's kind of spelled out. And if you want to say Angalele, I guess you're supposed to, but it says Agalele. I think you can get away with Uyangalele. We know spaghetti, what he did to him, right? The huge game, 6'5", 250 pounds, huge game against Notre Dame as a starter, came back to win against Boston College. I think he's ready, but really the story is the defense. Nine out of 12 top tacklers are back. They say this rivals the 2018 defense with Cleland Farrell and Christian Wilkins, all those guys that went pro, Dexter Lawrence. And against ranked team, Sheck, 19 and four, 15 and eight against the spread. Gimme Clemson. Dabo's got something to prove. They beat up on a Georgia team, which I think is in fear. I think they may be like the third or fourth best team in the SEC, all said and done. How say you? Well, I I I landed on a new theory, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna go with Clemson. Oh, and, right. and and here's why. I, you know, I love the what if and the butterfly effect of things. If Trevor Lawrence is able to play every game last season, yes. then I take Georgia. But instead, because Trevor Lawrence sits down, DJU steps up and gets meaningful. Not doesn't just play against bum teams, as you say. He goes in to South Bend mm -hmm. and throws blows back and forth all game and into overtime. 
with the Mighty Fighting Irish and beyond, this gives DJU the experience he needs to go into a big spot like playing Georgia in a neutral site. Give me Clemson over Georgia. Georgia, once again, subtly in this case, but done wrong again by the football guy. There you go. I have it 28-20, which puts it slightly under. The over-under is 50 and a half. Hit us on uh, against the lots. We're going to go over five big games this week. That oh, one, it's the best week one LSU, in college football UCLA, history. Lots of good ones. Notre Dame, Florida State, Spaghetti. You have Sunday to yourself. We talked to Brady Quinn about that one earlier in the week. Lots Andy Staples ones. coming up on minus three uh, later today, Wednesday. You will have it in your ears and your mm-hmm. heart. Do not make a step. Don't make a bet until you hear this conversation. I suspect it's going to be good, uh, good stuff. There. All right. But yeah. What do you think about? Give me your UCLA pick there. That's interesting. What is it? Three and a Best half team now? in the country. I think it went down to three now. People are afraid with this LSU, with this, uh, what they did. Uh, two and a half. Yeah. Two and a half. Wow. LSU minus two and a half. I'd buy the hook, get it to three. And uh, I'm riding UCLA here. I am not convinced that LSU's defense is any better. That was miserable betting them last year and seeing them giving up 45 points to Kentucky. And it was just awful. I think UCLA, uh, this is one of the uh, instances where having a game under your belt is going to be beneficial, I think. What do you think? I kind of like that, too. That that thought, LSU traveling across the country um, is a is for what that matters, that would seem to be a factor for 19 or 20 year olds. And the other thing is too, Ed O deserving of celebration as a personality, but are we sure that LSU didn't have that one magical blip for what has been relative mediocrity in the last what half decade or so, which, which was the fluke that LSU has kind of fallen back a little bit with the heavyweights in the sec or are they going to return to form that we saw two years ago in, in what a lot of people say is the greatest individual single season college football team of all time. I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm going to take UCLA. I'm going to say it low. Just it to, goes just against the trends coach wise. Cause Ed Orgeron as a small favorite with LSU, this is a nice spot for him. 12 and two and 11 and three against the spread. Uh, that's seven points or fewer. And then UCLA and non-conference games, you know, you basically, are you believing in a, a new chip Kelly here? Because otherwise a non-conference games, one in six, two and five against the spread. So, but I do think it's a, a little bit of a tough spot. I, I do like that. They have the game in hand there. Uh, UCLA going to be a good one. It's a good point. It's a right. good. Saturday. You're right about that. Good Saturday. I'm gonna oh, give I you can't a, wait. Good Thursday, Sal. How about a good Wednesday? I'll give you a pick for today. I know you have a baseball oh, okay. pick. There is football I Jacksonville do. state. Plus 16 and a half over UAB. It's in a neutral site in uh, Montgomery. The FC- FCS Gamecocks, I like them. They played during the spring. They're an impressive six and one. I bet them they lost to Delaware. Uh, they have a senior quarterback. This guy, Zarek Coleman, was the Clemson backup. He's 6'3, big dude. Didn't play because of injury, but has good numbers for that team. Uh, UAB won each of its last two season openers against FCS teams by a total of 15 points. They don't cover the 16 and a half low scoring game. Gamecocks return their two top tacklers. Defensive struggle, Shaq, 22-16 UAB. I think they were the Conference USA champion. Uh, they do enough to get the win, but not by 16 and a half. 22-16 UAB, take Jacksonville State and the points. Give us a baseball winner. Um, and, and a juicy day for baseball and it's, uh, you know, final days of uh, irrelevance with football now being nigh or in fact, having actually arrived now, Red Sox and Rays is meaningful. You have 
um, the Brewers and Giants and the Giants stand now. I know um, that uh, there, there's some reason for optimism in, in a couple of places in the National League, but really, if if you're paying attention, the Giants are your best hope if they can hold on in the West and hold off the Dodgers and force them into one into a one game playoff and the Dodgers lose. That's the best chance of someone else oh, for sure. winning the the pennant besides the Dodgers. The Giants are slipping up. Here come the Dodgers. The Dodgers. Dodgers let are, me just set the table. Giants have a half game advantage on them, and yet the Dodgers are a minus one seventy five favorite to win that division. Writings on the wall. It's, I guess. I mean, obviously the Brewers aren't thinking this with what 30 ish games left on the, on the schedule, but the Brewers are in a weird spot. We've talked about it with Hench where the Red Sox are concerned. You kind of want the Rays to beat the Red Sox. If you're a Red Sox fan, because what you want is a one game playoff of Chris sale versus Garrett Cole. That's That's your best chance of, of, uh, of getting past the Yanks. Mm -hmm. Um, Same goes the other way here. The Brewers are still up in the Bay and they're doing too good a job against the Giants for their own sake because the Brewers are the best team if the Dodgers aren't or the Giants aren't, and they're handling the Giants. I'm going with the Dodgers, if that's not confusing enough, <laughs> against the Braves, who are also going to win their division. The uh, the Dodgers at home giving a run and a half are plus 100. I think that's about as good as you're going to do right. um, against a, a, a division-winning team in the Braves paying a visit. It's freed, but it's against Scherzer. Scherzer hasn't lost since he landed in Dodger blue, I, I figure, uh, with the bats that he has behind him um, and that little streak he's got going there. That'll be enough for the Dodgers to win by a run and a half, take them, and, uh, and uh, at plus 100. The Dodgers, that the- typically when they win, it's by more than a run and a half. I'm, I'm looking now. They're against the Padres. All three of their wins were by a run and a half. Yesterday, obviously, they... Only one by one, uh, three, four, but against the Rockies, four, yeah. So I think five of the last six wins were by uh, two runs or more. So if today, if today breaks right for the Dodgers, you know that by the stroke of midnight they will be in first place. And once they right. get it, like I say, that probably um, you can start to hear the the chimes of doom for the rest of the National League because if they take hold of the West and they run away from the the Giants. Um, they're going to be hard to beat in a best of seven series. Obviously. Well, the thing is, though, they'll play the if they have the best record, whoever that team play is, the Giants will right. play if the, if the Giants were to win that against what do we think the Reds or the, that wild card game? Yeah, so right, it, it it's good, and it's bad, and that's what Tampa. No, actually, Tampa. Now I'm confused. Who has the uh, one seed in the in the AL right now? It would be. Now it's the Yankees and Red Sox. I think I might. I, I well, no, that's the that's the uh, wild card. But who has the wild who, card game? Right. Who would that winner play? Why am I getting confused? Here? It wouldn't play Tampa, right? Who's the best team in the it, in the uh, AL right now? The Rays, correct? Yeah. Okay. Oh, it is Tampa. Yeah. So that's the same situation. You're going against your division foe, uh, probably in the first round. I mean, that definitely the case in the AL. Um, yeah, it's close with the Brewers as well. So the, the right. Brewers are Brewers making are three their behind. Well, yeah. So. yeah, the West leader. All right, we've confused you enough, so we're going to end things here. We get things back. Bet on Scherzer and the Dodgers. That's it. They're a juggernaut. Minus three. Sheck is doing it this afternoon. You can listen. Listen up. It's going to be a fun one. Then you got one later in the week with Hench. Uh, right. I got me and the boys the against all odds guys. We're going over the five big... I guess four. Pick four. I, I, I ditched Alabama and Miami. I think that's going to be a, a fun game, but I don't know that we'll go into it so intently. Four games, though. 
that we will got to leave room. You got to talk about uh, Iowa State. I mean, well, you got to do at least <laughs> half hour every episode. He was Iowa very State. butthurt, and he got he fe- he feels like he got you back. He's like, I'm going to spite Damashek. Last podcast we went best. What did we say? Best over under value and best conference value and best uh, you know uh, to win the title value. He's like, I'm taking Iowa State for everything. Just to, to shove it up uh, Damashek's ass. Like, <laughs> I Damashek will never know about this me. unless I tell him. So I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> also, he floated like, why is the pack? Why are the pack? That was another interesting conversation. The Packers are, what's their win total? 10 and a half, 11. Yeah, he was saying, so why, why is it so low, Damashek? Why yeah. is it so low? If it, they've won 13 in both of the last two seasons. Yeah, because it's hard to win 13 games yeah, well, back to back. Right. The, the Chiefs aren't at 13 either. They, they didn't make them 14 because of the extra game. It's just how it is. You don't go 6-0 and against your division <laughs> every year. <laughs> like he's going to show me with his wallet. I didn't understand. I didn't understand that at all. Uh, check it out. Hey, we have Stephen Amell on uh, today, too. If you're watching Heels, lots of fun. Wrestling. Wrestling on uh, Stars Network. He's going to be on Against All Odds as well. And just a reminder to everyone out there, even though you may feel like underdogs, please remember you're all my favorites. 